you a runner? Do you love running? Do you enjoy it? Last week I was talking with someone, a member of our congregation, and she's a runner. She loves running. She enjoys it. She just was talking about how she just got done running a half marathon, and she was so excited about how she had done in a half marathon, and she was ready for the next one already. She was already looking forward to the next half marathon that she could run. Now, maybe that's not you. Maybe you're like, ah, no thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> right? But maybe you will run if you know that it's for a good purpose. Maybe you won't run just for the joy of running, but if it serves a purpose, then yes, I'll, I'll run. Like, if you know that it's good for your health, or maybe if it's part of a sport that you really enjoy playing, so you will run up the court, you'll run down the field, you'll run around the bases. But there's also another reason that we might run. We might run when we hear that buzzing sound of one of those giant red wasps flying near your ear and you freak out and you run across your yard about as fast as you've ever run in your life. Because you're scared? Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But sometimes we'll run for fear. We'll run because somebody's chasing us. They want to hurt us. Maybe it's a stranger or maybe it's your brother or your sister. Of course, then again, sometimes maybe you will run because you're excited, you're joyful. You'll run to make sure you can get as many Easter eggs as possible. See, the way I think about it, when you think about running, there's really three main reasons that we will run. We'll run for joy, we'll run for a purpose, or we'll run from fear. And think about that last one. Have you been doing that lately? Have you been running from fear? Now, I don't mean physical running where you swing your arms and, and pump your legs. I mean the type of running that can happen mentally and emotionally, but can make you just as exhausted. Have you done that kind of running? I think some of us have. You know, maybe, maybe you're running because of the fear of the unknown, the fear of the uncertainty that lies ahead. Maybe you are running because you don't want your plans to fall apart again and to fail, and so you got to run to keep up. Maybe you are running because your life is moving 100 miles an hour, and you have to keep up. You can't stop. You can't slow down, because then you're going to miss out on success. You're going to miss out on approval from your peers, and so you got to keep running. Or how about this one? I forgot to look this morning at this number. So the last number I looked at was 2.83. Do you know what that number is? That's an estimated number of deaths attributed to COVID-19. It's amazing to think it's just kind of been a year since that it's been hitting our country. 2.83, oh yeah, in millions. And that's just COVID, right? I mean, if you just let your guard down and you allow your mind to wander about all the other diseases and conditions and freak accidents that could claim your life, that's terrifying. 
Death is terrifying. And I think sometimes we are running from the fear of death. And if you've been doing that kind of running lately, then I am so excited that you are here today. I am so thrilled to be before you today because today you hear these words. You hear, do not be afraid. Today you hear the reason that you have to live life unafraid. A reason that means that you can run for joy. You can run for a joyful reason and with a joyful purpose. And it is all founded on the historical account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And we have those details for us as Matthew records them of these two women, Mary Magdalene and, and her friend who shared the same name as her as they went out to the tomb that first Easter Sunday morning. And fear gripped their hearts. Because they had just seen their dearest friend cruelly, brutally crucified on a cross. They had witnessed as his dead body was taken down off of that cross. They observed as Joseph and Nicodemus wrapped him in those burial clothes and then placed him in a tomb. And the fear of the uncertainty of the future was there. It gripped their hearts as they came out to the tomb that morning. And then Matthew records for us just an awesome event. This is what he says. He says, There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Well, fear can also do that too, can't it? Fear can cause us to just stand still and, and not move. Fear can paralyze us. It can cause us, instead of running, to just quiver and shake. And that's one thing when it happens in our career path or our education or with regard to our health, but it, the most disastrous, the most devastating way that fear does this is when it's with our spiritual lives. When we just quiver and shake, but we stand still stuck in our guilt and our shame. Stuck in despair and sadness. But your God doesn't desire that for you. And God didn't desire that for these women either. Fear was not the reason that this angel had come down. No, he came for a joyful purpose. As he addressed these women who followed Jesus and who trusted in Jesus, this is what he said. He said, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Words of fact. Words of truth. Yes, Jesus had been on that cross. Yes, Jesus had died. He had died for their sin and their guilt. He died for your sin and mine. The guilt and the shame and the fear that would have kept these women from moving forward into the future with joy. But the angel said his death was not pointless 
he emphasized that Jesus' death on the cross, it served a vital and important purpose. To remove that guilt and fear. To forgive them and to forgive you. But that wasn't the finish line. That wasn't the end of the story. There was more, and that more brought hope to these words, do not be afraid. Because it wasn't just hope. This was fact too, what the angel said next. He said, he is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. You know what really makes me wonder about this? I wonder if before this angel came down, if, if like Gabriel and Michael and this angel, we don't have his name. Do you think they got together and they like talked to each other a little bit? And Gabriel was all like, dude, you have such an awesome job. Okay, I don't know if angels talk like that. But can, can you imagine? Like, those angels talking, saying, you, you get to tell them that Jesus has conquered the grave. You get, you get to tell them that he is alive again. You get to tell them about the victory he has won. You get to share the message that is going to calm their fears and just change their lives. You get to share the truth that changes everything. These short phrases, but deep meaning. He is not here. Jesus has abandoned the place of death. He has shed the shroud of darkness. Don't look for Him here because He is not here. He has risen. Now, it's not just that He's gone. It's not just that He disappeared. No, He has risen. He is alive again. He breathes again. Just as he said. This was always the plan. This was always what was the end goal. And yes, it was through sin, and it was through guilt, and it was through suffering, and it was through hell itself. But an empty tomb, a victorious empty tomb, was always ahead. Come and see. This invitation from the angel for those women to step forth in faith and to witness the resurrection, to witness that everything that he said was true, to witness Jesus risen up from the grave. Come and see. And it's an invitation for you today. Come and see. Witness again that the tomb is empty, that you you have a reason to live life unafraid. Because Jesus' resurrection means that all of God's promises are true. And so when, when you're running in life and, and it gets hard and, it, and you're sweating and it burns deep down inside and you ache, God's promises to you are true because you will discover a lot of promises in the Bible that God makes to you. Promises where Jesus says that he is always with you, that you are never alone, no matter where you are. Promises that Jesus knows every single fear, every single worry that you have. 
The promise that Jesus, He has the power to provide and to protect you. The promise that Jesus listens to your every plea and every prayer. The promise that Jesus loves you with an enduring and everlasting love. So many promises. Without the resurrection, those promises are worthless. They help you none. They don't mean a thing. But with the resurrection, they mean everything. The resurrection changes everything for your life. It means that you can trust every single promise that God has given you. They are all true. Yes, Jesus is always with you. No matter where you are, no matter how alone you feel, Jesus is there. Yes, Jesus knows your every single fear and worry, whether that's about a virus or about the future or about your country or about your family. Jesus knows and he cares. Yes, Jesus is able to provide and protect you. Yes, Jesus loves you with an enduring and everlasting love. And the angel gave those women one more promise. You will see him. Also a promise for you. Yes, you will see Jesus. You'll see his presence in your life as he comes with his peace and his grace. But even more than that, you will see Jesus. You will see the resurrected Lord Jesus in his kingdom as you dwell there for all eternity. Because he is not here. He has risen. Oh, do not be afraid. That promise came true for the women. They saw Jesus as they were running because these promises give us a powerful reason to run. And so as they were running to tell the disciples, that promise came true and Jesus continued to emphasize how he has taken away fear. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Do not be afraid. It gives you an awesome reason to run. To run every single day with, with joy in your steps. To run every single day for a purpose. The purpose that you can worship and you can praise your resurrected Lord Jesus Christ in every day. And that you have an amazing and incredible message to share. That you too can go and tell. These women, they were running. But they were no longer running because of fear. They were running now out of joy and excitement. They were running away from the grave, but not from the fear of death. They were running toward something. They were running toward life. And you too can run toward life. You too can run with joy. You too can run in your life with Jesus' own purposes. Do not be afraid. He is not here. He has risen. Amen. And the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Alleluia.